Touch on for best treasure. Time is 6 o'clock. Shop America's source for fine hardwoods. Baird Brothers Sawmill, Canfield. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. Radio 570 WKBN on a beautiful looking uh, Monday evening here in Columbiana. Let's go talk uh, to uh, John Arnolds and find out how things are looking in a wild, wacky world of finance. Uh, John, uh, thanks for being with us again. What's going on as far as the market today and the world of money? Another positive day, uh, positive earnings, good, you know, positive outlook on the economy. Everything's good, man, just as we talked about. It's been a while since you and I have been on the air together, so it's good to have you back. And uh, everything is good in my world. How about yours? So far, so good. So uh, all the economic indicators that you're seeing at the present time, are you still bullish on the market? Are you still feeling pretty good about where 2018 is headed? I'm I'm on a scale of 1 to 10. As far as the the economy goes, I'm at a 20 on the market because it doesn't go 100% hand-in-hand with the economy. I'm at a 10. So uh, I'm bullish as the, as the day is long. I, I, I cannot be more bullish, and uh, I'm very confident. It's going to take it's going to take a disastrous, catastrophic uh, black swan event to take this thing down, and it's probably going to come. You know, all good things coming to an end. But right now, you can make some money in the market, and, and so far, I've been right in my analysis of that. Uh, and, and, and I've been going against the fear mongers who just love pessimism and the love to talk about how horrible things are. But in spite of that, here we are with the market climbing. Uh, we're going back in the, in the positive territory. And uh, we might finish up the year maybe 68%, which isn't a bad year, uh, back-to-back with a 15 16% year on the, on the S&P. Now, I'm proud to say my models and my portfolios have beat that soundly. Uh, that's not a guarantee of future performance, but uh, we beat those numbers soundly, so all things well in the Journal of Management household right now as far as finance goes. Uh, any thoughts about a barrel of oil continues to go up in cost? Uh, any effect that that can have on the economy or from your investment point of view? I think it's going to help it. I know you don't like to hear that, but I think it's going to help it. Um, our natural gas is, was supposed to be our next big play in the United States. Uh, Russia currently is the biggest oil producer in the world, and then the Saudis, obviously the Middle East being right there behind them. Um, you know, the United States was supposed to be the stronghold for energy with the natural gas supplies we have right there in the heart of Columbia, in the county, ironically. And, um, you know, they ran the barrels of oil down so low that our natural gas couldn't compete. With, with you know, with, with, going, with, with, with the sanctions and, you know, Syria, and, so, and our bad relations with Russia because of Syria, anything can happen with oil. But barrels of oil going up in price, I think, are just going to be a, a more gasoline on the fire, no pun intended, for the stock market. And, and if you're a, if you're a, if you're in the market to take some risk, 
Maybe you want to take a look at Phillips 66 or Valero Energy or some other, or U.S. Oil or some other oil plays because uh, right now things are looking good for the energy suppliers and the, and the energy shippers. But it's an extremely, extremely volatile and risky uh, hold. So if you're going to do it, you better know what you're doing. Okay. Uh, so, so... I just want to, as I'm listening to you talk, and I'm taking all of this in as you're talking. Still bullish on the markets. Still confidence of. Uh, uh, I mean, if I want to just, I want to have you elaborate what everything you're seeing right now from an economic standpoint, from the earnings reports to oil prices going up. There, you're, you're not detecting any negatives, correct? You're, you're saying, okay, things are. Things are doing well, and I'm a and I'm going to stay in the models that I'm in and in the stocks I'm in. Would that be an accurate statement? Well, two of the three you said. We we made some major changes in our model, which I'll talk about um, vaguely because I don't want to give obviously my expertise away for free. But I'll talk about it vaguely. <laughs> on, the first, on the on the first front, you talked about yeah, I, it would be you'd be hard pressed right now. Other than inflationary concerns, you'd be very hard-pressed right now to find um, a weakness in the United States economy. Very hard. If you can tell me about one, other than potential, potential being a key word, because potential and 50 cents won't get you a cup of coffee, but other than potentially inflationary concerns, I cannot find one weakness in the United States economy right now and one reason why you shouldn't be bullish. Mm-hmm. So, do you, so, I mean, so you're, so you're, go, go, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got a little bit of a delay. Just go ahead, sir. So I was legitimately asking you if you can find one weakness in the economy. Can you tell me just one thing that you find that we're weak on and why things should be fragile and why you should be scared of the stock market right now? I, I'm really, I'm no, I, really I, I cannot. I, I, I wish I could come up with something when you ask me a question like that to say that. You know, my only concern, like I've said to you before, and you, and you know, my biggest concern is when I'm reading about financial stuff and I see oil is at like $70 for a barrel. Folks, I'll tell you, my big concern is I just think it sucks more money out of your pocket when you're at the pump. You know, if you can stay around 255 260 But what I'm hearing out there, John, is that gas prices could go to $3, but they're going to fall back down. We're not going to go from 3 to 4 or anything they might peak at three dollars for the uh, for the vast majority of the country but they will come back down if that's the case i think people are comfortable with that because it leaves money in their pocket to go to restaurants and spend it and that kind of stuff as far as the economy goes in general i think a lot of this is whether you agree with this or not i think it's a confidence coming with trump uh with uh, with what he's doing i think that there's just a different feeling uh, you know that thing they call consumer confidence. I think consumer confidence is strong, right? Uh, right now, comment please. I think you got it backwards. I think I think you're somewhat right, but no one's talking about the real confidence, and that's business business owner confidence. You know, ninety two percent of all business in the United States are small businesses. When people think business, they immediately think General Electric, IBM, General Motors, Walmart. And those are gargantuan businesses, and those are seed businesses to, to fund other small businesses like mine and yours. But the truth of the matter is, as a small business owner, I've never been more confident. I could not. I wish I had the capital to open up 100 general advancements across the United States right now. I'm that confident. And uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is, 
uh, a lot of companies out there do feel that way, and they're they're opening up the franchises, they're putting in other locations. Even you look at small town Youngstown, Ohio, you see development going on in our area, which has a really hard time developing. There's a reason for that. So it's it's not only the consumer confidence, it's the small business owner confidence that no one's talking about. When you have a small business owner confidence, like from friends, I'll give you some examples. For example, I did I had maintenance done on my uh, preventative maintenance done on my building, uh, painting, uh, you know, a ceiling and driveway. You guys come in and do the landscape and the, and the lawn, etc. I wouldn't be doing those things if I didn't think that we were going to hold, be holding steady Eddie. I wouldn't be employing people. I wouldn't be buying, spending discretionary services. I wouldn't be hiring more people. We've gone from three assistants now to six. So we have six six assistants. I wouldn't be doing those things and hiring if if I thought things were shaky. Well, let's just say they're a seven on a ten scale. If they were if they were even moderately an F, okay, even moderately, I wouldn't be hiring. But the truth is. In my heart and in my brain, I'm right 100% with, with, with Trump and his vision and leadership is business-wise anyway. And I think the rest of the small business owners, including you, think that. And when that's happening, we're employing more people. And when people are employed, they're buying more services and goods. And I don't care what you say. That's a trickle-down effect that works. Not you, but I don't care what the naysayers say. That works because poor people don't employ people. And, and, and people who are people who produce services and goods employ people and when we're happy the economy's happy and everybody's winning so i 100 percent agree with everything you just said all right we're talking with john arnold on news radio 570 wkbn this is the financial show strong on the markets uh strong in the direction it's it's going Let's talk. I always like to talk to John about a snapshot of the new money or new clients that have come in. What feedback are you getting from them? Why have they made the switch to you? Talk to me a little bit about those folks, John. Well, I, you know, I let I, I let one of our horses out of the out of the stable a couple of years ago, and I wish I kind of wish I had him, but the truth is, is I did. So it's a runaway horse now. Is Amazon? You know, we bought Amazon. Amazon between 300 and 600 dollar area for our clients and it's at 1600 so we're looking like superheroes on that right now for people who got it with me five years ago isrg same deal it went up to a thousand and split three for one for us again uh they're very happy with me now but but i'll also tell you and i know you don't like when i'm negative nancy but you know i've had some unhappy clients in the past because the truth of it is they want us to be a hundred percent right on all occasions which is impossible. You look, here's an example. A lot of people don't know this, but Warren Buffett got Google and Amazon wrong. He didn't invest on in them 100%, even one dime. And here's one of the guys who's considered one of the greatest investors of all time. So what I find is is when, when times are what I was, I was looking to, to explain, okay, what would be my sales pitch? If I had 30 to 45 seconds to, to give my elevator pitch to a, to a CEO of a company to become my client, here's what makes me different. I was looking at our past performances over the past 10 years. John Arnold lost money like the rest of the world and other, and, and other advisors in bad times. Maybe not as much, but we still lost, and it was still a handsome loss, meaning it was still pretty large, and I still got a good beating from our clients on it. In the, in the good times, what I'm seeing is, is my results are far superior than the indexes and some of my competitors because when we're bullish, we're making way more money than, say, the indexes. 
the Amazons of the world, the IHIs, the, the things that are overperforming, outperforming, say, the American funds guys. So what, I guess what makes my sell makes me different is when we're making money and we, we, and we are able to make money in a bullish market, it looks like my results are far more superior. So when, when, when the market does fall, we have that much more of a subsidy, that much more of a cushion to, 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 to I guess, alleviate the, the pain that you're going to get. And you're going, and every investor, believe me, is going to get that pain, whether you're my investor, my client, or another client, and, or Warren Buffett or, or Ron Burp. We all feel pain when the market goes down, and we don't, any, none of us have a crystal ball or any kind of special indicators that we subscribe to to, to alert us that there's going to be a market crash. But if you made a lot of money in, in good times, more than the average, that's going to alleviate that stress. That's going to give you a way bigger cushion than when the market does fall. And then when it gets back up on its feet, we're starting from more of the above than, than being our, you know, from below ground. So that's the feedback from, from my clients to say, hey, great job, another great year. We've got another decent year working. You know, there's, not, there's nothing right home to long about right now. The truth of the matter is I think we're at 4 to 5% right now for the year. And the market's a little bit above the equilibrium, so we're out competing that with Amazon and a couple of things leading that charge. Um, but overall, it's been, it's not been a, a banner spectacular year for John Arnold, but I am significantly out. You know, I'm beating the market for people who want to take risk with me, and, and I'm proud of that. So I I I rarely rarely where I lose a, a potential client or a current client. To market performance, it's usually their, their kid got into the industry, or they didn't like my personality, or whatever. Because I'm pretty blunt uh, guy, and they want a handhold, and I don't do that. Um, and, and and that's that's the bottom line. So I'm one of those guys that's a straight shooter. But right now, things are great with the Jeremiah Management Company. Our models are out competing at every level, and I couldn't be prouder. And didn't you once tell me on one of the shows that uh, basically you want to do better in the S and P five hundred? Otherwise, why hire you? Right? I mean, that is your goal every year. It is, and you got to remember everything, and, and, and that's and you got to put that in perspective. So that's for our risk takers, for our clients that say, "Give me beta risk." Beta risk is give me the equivalent risk, suitability wise and investment objective wise. Give me the give me that type of risk. Uh, which means I'm willing to take risk of the S P 500. And my feedback to them is, hey, after three years, and by the way, you got to give a guy three years or a woman or a team three years, or it's just not a good fit. Give me three years, and if I'm not pretty, you know, beating the, the S P by at least two or three percent soundly, you know, it's probably a good sign. You should probably fire me because, like you said, if you could just buy V O O and V O the S and P 500 on the Vanguard. Which has a tenth of a percent uh, cost, probably to uh, pay for the postage. Why the hell even invest with me? You, you would be a fool to invest in anyone but your own. So you hire an investment advisor, someone who has who is a fiduciary such as myself, to beat the S and P 500. That's the baseline. And if they're not, they're a loser. That's that's it. They're not a loser as a, as a person, but they're a loser as an investment person. Because if you're not doing that, you're 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 not worth you're not worth a fee, and that's the end of the day what it comes down to. My industry has done a very, very good job of commercializing itself, which is which is absolutely pathetic. Um, and do you know what I'm talking about when I say that, Ron? 
Yeah, if you're talking about some of, yes, but I would like you to elaborate. I, I, okay. I, I know what you're talking about, or at least I think I do, but go ahead. All right, let me jump on this soapbox again. So if you look at, like, the Ever Jones commercials or the Ameriprise commercials, they make it seem Oh, my like God. <laughs> you hire. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna create this booklet for you and. You're going to be lovers and happily ever after, and he's going to be there for you when your grandkids are born. And, you know, he's going to send you off to, 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 to white sandy beaches, and it's all because of him. What a, what a bunch of malarkey. You know what I really want to say, but what a, what a bunch of malarkey. The truth of the matter is we all have the S&P 500. We all have the same stock market. And what they do, what our industry does, is they commercialize our industry to be your friend. Like, you need a friend. Like, you need a financial friend. Well, guess what? If you take the Vanguard funds and match them up to the American funds that the Edward Jones guys sell, your Vanguard is going to be as good or better than the Edward Jones guys. And guess what? Here's a, here, here's a cherry on top of the Sunday. You don't get to pay a 6% upfront load to them. Vanguard will get you there on your own. And then, you know, it, it just, it's just, it's a sad occasion. They've made, our, they've made our industry a used car shell shop, and there's nothing wrong with selling cars. I don't, I don't mean anything derogatory about it, because Car salesmen are just great people in general. Okay, but stand, right, stand, all right. Stand by, John. Stand by. I'll come back. back. Put him. Uh, right. Eat. <clears throat> hey, here's Todd Hancock, Easy Street Productions. We got a classic coming back, right, Todd? That's right. We are revving up our classic. This is the one that started it all for Easy Street Productions. The one, the only Youngstown's longest-running musical, Pump Boys and Dinettes. It's coming back this weekend. At the Dior, we're doing it all Mother's Day weekend. We got it Friday, May 11th. Saturday, we got two shows at 2.30 and 7.30. Sunday, Mother's Day matinee. Uh, it's, it's just a fantastic show. There's a reason why it ran for two years at the Uptown Theater way back when. It's our 30th anniversary, and we're bringing back the, uh, the cast from the Uptown. And you know what? It's going to be fantastic. We are, we are right now. Absolutely. How do you go about getting from the uh, set? Of Pump Poison Night. We just jacked up a 1927 hot rod on stage. It's all part of the set. <laughs> so we have we have spared no expense, Rod. Absolutely. So it's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you want tickets, how do you get them, Todd? Uh, it's very easy. You, uh, you can either call the Dior box office. It's at uh, 330-744-0264. Uh, there's no one there right now, so the easy way to get uh, tickets is just go online. Visit youngstownsymphony.com. We got tickets for, like I said, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, great Mother's Day gift. If you're out there uh, wondering what to do for Mother's Day, this is it. You can eat uh, at Overture's restaurant. Matter of fact, Jeff Crystal's even got a Mother's Day buffet going on before and after the show. So it's going to be fantastic. All right. Thank you, Todd Hancock. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. All right. News uh, from uh, Storm Team 27. Here's the forecast, how things are shaping up weather-wise. It's interesting with a little bit of a delay that I have there. 69 degrees right now. Our low tonight's going to be down to 45. It's going to be sunny tomorrow, 72 for a high and 49 for a low. News Radio 570 WKBN. Ron Verb till 7 tonight. I'm at Regal Jewelers, 246 East Park Avenue in Columbiana. 
and uh, be here tonight till 7 o'clock. They buy gold, silver, coins, estate jewelry. You know, Tom Dorn has been around a long time. He'll come take a look at the entire uh, estates and buy the entire estates. Uh, so he really solves a lot of people's uh, problems. He really does uh, treat people fairly. And uh, from diamond rings, anniversary bands, uh, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, pendants, chains, does all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, special uh, order stuff, bridal stuff, uh, all kinds of stuff that he does. Jewelry repairs, incidentally. I didn't mention that. They do that here as well. And they got a full uh, jewelry store here, too, of uh, estate jewelry as well as new stuff right here and in, in uh, Columbiana at 246 East Park Avenue in Columbiana. News Radio 570 WKVN and Ron Verb. We're talking with John Arnolds. We'll have the headlines coming up at 630. But, John, I when you were talking, boy, I, I see those commercials, and they drive me up a wall, John. They drive me absolutely up a wall because they're just so un- unrealistic. You know, let's be realistic. When, when, when your clients come in, when people come in, John, here's how I picture it. Folks, a lot of times you go and you invest money and somebody uh, it doesn't Man, actively manage your money. They're not actively managing it. John Arnold is an active money manager. He he moves uh, money around. You know, when you go with him, he buys and sells things without having to call you first because he has to be able to react to the market uh, as things are going on or as something goes on. So that's how he's an active money manager in this. And you don't pay for the trades. You know, he, he absorbs the cost of buying and selling this kind of stuff. So that isn't a cost that's passed on to you. So a lot of people say, okay, you know, this guy put me in this and he forgot all about me. And so we, I ride the market up or down and this kind of stuff. That isn't how John Arnold operates. Uh, and so it's a whole different philosophy. And that's why I think a lot of people go to you initially, John, just as a side note. Would you agree basically with that statement? Well, I can tell you what you said is accurate. It's factual. I changed the format of my business from, I started in the end of 99, where I was a commission-based guy, and I was a guy that I don't like now. Um, and, and in 2007, uh, I would say the end, actually the end of 2006, we went to a fiduciary, more fee-based approach. And then, say 2009, 2010, we were about 95% there. Because I didn't want, I, I went to school too long. I went, I studied too hard. I didn't want to be a salesman, and and I was calling myself a financial advisor slash investment advisor. And the truth of the matter is, there's nothing more than a financial product salesman. There's nothing financially advising that I'm doing. If you, if I'm selling you something and you're paying me a commission, that's a def, that's the definition of a salesman. That's that's and that's not a good or a bad thing, but that's exactly what it is. Uh, and, and I don't think it was. I didn't think it was fair. I didn't, like I said, I went to school too long. I have $150,000 student loans to, to, to prove it. And uh, I just said, you know what, I'm going to run this practice like a, a physician or an attorney to where it's going to be performance-based and it's going to be no salesmanship. Uh, if you like my personality, great. If you don't, really, I don't care. What I care about is I have to make you money. I have to give you ideas. I have to do what's in the best interest of you before my paycheck. And if that makes, uh, if, if, if we become great friends out of it, which I've led many of my clients do, I have clients literally that come and stay with us in Florida for two or three d- days at a time, and we're the best of friends. And I have some clients that maybe talk to four to seven times a year, and as long as I'm making the money and being the S&P, they're happy as a pig and you know what. So th- that's the way the cookie crumbles for <laughs> That's the way I like it. <laughs> 
All right, headlines and back with segment number two. John Arnold's here. He's here every Monday, 6 o'clock. Truth and Investing Show. John Arnold back after this. This is the Ron Verb Show on News Radio 570 WKBN. That's all. Now 68 degrees. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Ferb live from Regal Jewelers here in Columbiana. Be out here tonight till 7 o'clock. John Arnold's with us. This is the Truth and in Investing Show from News Radio 570 WKBN. But, you know, I, uh, the, the point that you're making prior to the break is there's just, I want people to understand there's a fundamental difference. And I want you to continue. You were talking about those Edward Jones commercials and, uh, and, and uh, their approach and your approach. Uh, pick it up with that discussion, John. Yeah, yeah. So, Listen, if you're if you're a listener out there and you're watching you're watching the commercials and you're disgusted by them, just know that there's a guy out there that has an investment license that feels the same way as you. Like when you see the Ameriprise guy with a you know with a with a song in the background and you got you and your family are walking on the beach and he's going to get you there and we're going to do this you know this book and we're going to give you a plan. Listen, all of it's a bunch of manure, and then. In the same thing with the Ever Jones people. So here's what I got to tell you: so those people are good people. The Ameriprise people, Ever Jones people. I know some. They're great people. They are. It doesn't mean they're great financial advisors. Choose your financial advisor based on strategy. Choose them like you would choose your lawyer or your doctor, or or if your life depended on it. Because guess what? That guy or that woman could be your best friend. But at the end of the day, when you turn sixty or sixty-two and you're in a and you're ready to pull the lever to, to uh, retire, they're not going to hand you a check for the deficit. They're not going to say, well, you know, even though I sucked as an investment person, here's $300,000 that I should have made you. Have a nice day because we're such great friends. That's not going to happen. So start, uh, use your brain. Uh, choose, choose your investment person wisely. Uh, sound, sound fundamentals, strategies. If you like him or her, great. If you don't, who cares? If they're going to get, if they're going to get you, if they're going to get you there faster and better, that's who you choose. I, I, here's an example. And I, I, here's a little pat on John's back to himself. In the middle of the month, I, I, I said, "Here's an idea for the listeners." Okay, I told people, if you can, if you willing to take risk, and you can lose this money, here's an idea. Here's Square SQ. Remember, I told you about that, and then. Yes, let me let me elaborate that it was it the square is the thing that you put, run a credit card through. I, I specifically remember that show because yeah. they're so common out there. You were talking about how if you go to a craft show or something, everybody's got that uh, little cube. Yeah, I I, I I I that's going back. That's going back. What a couple months at least. I would say five weeks. Five weeks for the shows. That was in the forty-three. Uh, okay. Range. Today it's a fifty-two, yeah. fifty-three area, and, and climbing. Here's my point. Listen, and, and by the way, listeners, you should know I'm wrong a lot. I'm wrong a lot. So I'm not trying to say, like, I'm this financial guru who's right all the time. But this one, I was right on, and why I'm pointing that out on is because that's the kind of stuff you should be expecting. When you look at your statement and you see 
uh, Growth Fund of America, Imbalance Fund of America, Investment Company of America, and Fundamentals, and Washington Mutual, all the same mutual funds, and in the same performance as the SP 500. And you got another guy over here that, you know, he has ideas for you, fresh ideas, new, innovative ideas, things that are going to kick ass and, uh, against the S&P 500. That's what you want. That's an investment person. That's an investment advisor. Now, if you're looking for the hand-holding and Christmas cards and anniversary cards and how's your kid's soccer game and uh, to pay, a, you know, a ton of money on commissions and, and uh, pretend to be friends with your financial guy, I am not your guy, and you definitely want the other guys, okay? Because I think that is ridiculous and stupid. So I'm your guy if you want investment results. I'm not your guy if you're looking for the if you're looking for some hand holding and and uh, whatever the hell that those people advertise. I think it's funny. But and 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 the sad part is those people, those Ameriprise and, and Ever Jones guys that are great people. They're they're very smart people too, and. They're just doing it the way they've been taught, the way they know. It's not like they're doing it because they want to do it that way. That's what they know. But ask them to give you a technical analysis chart and talk about the 200-day moving average and 50-day moving average and bearish triangular patterns and head and shoulders patterns and and, and uh, resistance and all kind of things that I can just obliterate somebody on my competition with. Tell them to explain that to you or why this makes sense. Because when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I can give somebody a strategy of why I'm wrong. I can say I was wrong, but here's why I thought this. Boom, 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 boom. And we hit a bad streak here. We had bad luck. But no, the clients say, well, man, I would have said the same thing based on what you said. It's just not, oh, hang in there. It's going to come back. Because guess what? You can do that with the S&P 500. You can hang in there all you want for decades and centuries and probably add seven or eight, average 7 to 8% a year without paying a load. So I'm all fired up on this because I keep seeing these stupid commercials where the, where the, the Edward Jones lady uh, calls the client, oh, come on in here. And let's talk about your, your newborn and, and, and how you're doing and, you know, how's the kid's soccer game. Listen, save it. Save it. If she's going to do that, tell her go sell umbrellas or something. But bottom line is, is when it comes to your money, do what makes sense. Go for performance. Right, but... It- but the, uh, and when you talk about that, you when you talk to your clientele, uh, you, you kind of reach an agreement on what their comfortable risk level is based on on uh, their age and m- many things. I mean, there are some people that are younger that take more risks. I mean, so it's not a cookie cutter for everybody. Oh, it's just the opposite. We have investment summary policies. We have uh, suitability forms that everybody signs. Basically, we have three or four, no, I'm going to say 15 pages worth of uh, interviewing going on. When a client finally signs to say, I'm going to be your client, they have answered the same question probably three to five times saying, how long they've been in the market? What liquid assets do they have? What's their, their, their knowledge like on a scale of one to ten? How risky do you want to be with ten being the riskiest and one being zero risk. How comfortable are you losing with X amount of dollars? Uh, There is a laundry. We can have a whole show on my suitability forms identifying the client. We have clients that have very, very safe slash moderate risk, and we have clients that are ultra-aggressive. More risk equals more reward. Less risk equals less reward. It's just that simple. But every client has its own investment objectives, and we meet that. 
And if I and if I don't meet that, I'm out of compliance and I lose my license because I'm a fiduciary. And there's potential I get a criminal uh, criminal uh, fine or even jail time because I'm a fiduciary. So it's not only to protect the client, but let me tell you something. Let's protect John Arnold. Uh, we, you know, we make a nice living. I built my business from the ground up. I'm not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize the client or myself or my family because it just doesn't make sense. So there's a bunch of protections right, out but, there. But, Go ahead. What, what, what I'm trying to say is there's different, uh, there's different approaches you take with different people, and that's based on age, that's based yeah. on their risk tolerance, that's based on, not, on many things. When you make that initial contact with that particular person, it's, uh, it's kind of to see where they, where, where they want to go and what they're comfortable with, and uh, so it's designed kind of for them. No, it's not kind of. It's designed strictly for them. Um, it's, I, I mean, when I say literally it's strictly personalized for them, some of our clients have some of the same exact holdings and some of our clients don't have any of the same exact holdings. It's just one of those things to where it, it Ron, you know, you do well and you're a certain age and you're very knowledgeable about the market. But if you came in and said, John, I want no risk, knowing all the things I, I know about you, even though you have all those great things going for you, you said no risk. I have to do what Ron says, no risk. So I can either coach you out of that and you sign a form saying, well, I decided to take risk, or I have to do something according to what you want because it's all about you. So it's similar to a doctor's office to where when you go into a doctor, there's a reason why they're checking your vital signs and, and, and asking about your symptoms and if you're allergic to any kind of medications because when the doctor comes to prescribe you medication, he knows you're not a robot. He knows that you... Uh, you might be allergic to penicillin, and now we got to do erythromycin instead, or uh, you need a steroid versus the antibiotic, etc. Bottom line is, is there's no one shoe or one size that fits all investors, and we handle that one-on-one with our clients. Now, I will tell you a little bit of talking both sides of my mouth is, if we have ultra-aggressive clientele, they're going to the ultra-aggressive model, all of them. Because I can't trade all, you know, X, uh, hundreds of clients in the amount of time if one of their stocks inside their mall, uh, inside their portfolio are falling. But where we differ, differentiate or we take every client objectively, if one client says, I want a balanced risk tolerance, I want something called what's called a moderate risk tolerance, which is half risk and half no risk, I'm not going to put any of the same positions in that person's portfolio as I would into the aggressive portfolio. It would not make sense because that person is an individual. So it's on an as-come-as-needed basis. Everybody's personalized. And uh, I hope I I made your point that you're trying to make for me and basically saying that, you know, everybody has their own risk tolerance and suitability and investment objective, and we meet it all personally. It's not a one-size-fits-all. All right, John Arlos, our guest, News Radio five seventy WKBN. When we talk about all of this, John, there's another there's another end to it. It's a, it's about making money and it's about risk and, and actively managing money. But it's also there's some advice you give people as far as financial financial planning is more than that because it does deal with the potential of nursing homes. It does deal with passing your estate on. It does deal with there's there's other aspects that you encompass into the big picture. Uh, Obviously, with the help of a lawyer in the office, but you, you, there's other things that you talk to people about too. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we do a great deal of estate planning, and, it, and it's not just from, I know you love that long-term care product that I offer, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but we also offer a little bit of tax planning for for our, the things that I'm allowed to tax plan with for our for our business owner clients. So, you know, we try to make sense of a SEP, a simple, or 401k, or whatever makes sense for them, or a safe harbor. We, we partner up with their CPA firm and, and make the best happen for the least amount of cost, or... If we have a, a physician, for instance, that has a high net worth and they're in the highest tax bracket available, uh, as much as I don't want to, sometimes we won't hide some of their money into an annuity because annuities grow tax-deferred. and We won't put all of their money into a non-IRA brokerage account or an advisory account because if I'm 25% as good as I say I am, then we're making the money over hand over fist and they're giving... Forty percent of the of the way to the to Uncle Sam every year, and that doesn't make them happy either. So, we can because of the history and my experience and what I've been through in my career, I'm a little bit of a, a, a bizarre animal in the fact that I know a lot about a lot about insurance. I know a lot about planning and creative, strategic financial planning ways to avoid taxes, to avoid probate, to avoid estate tax. And then I throw in the professionals that I trust, like a Ray Cashmere, or like a like a Charles Dre, the, the attorney in the office, et cetera, and say, "Hey, let's 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 help this person. Let's maximize their gains and maximize their tax efficiency. Or if it's an elderly couple, hey, let's maximize avoiding probate uh, and and see what we can do to avoid any kind of potential uh, Medicaid spend down and pass these assets assets onto the kids." That's in addition to my money management capabilities. So I will say, and I'm proud to say this, because it's not it's from hard work uh, through various licenses and through just various stages in my career, I've learned a lot of a different of, of financial planning and money management. So when someone gets to me, they're, they're getting a uh, they're getting a pretty comp- comprehensive investment advisor who can do more than just manage money and trade stocks. So um, you know that's that's definitely a commercial of mine, but. Uh, but I'm proud of that. That is, I'm a living walking proof of that. If anybody can walk into our firm at any time and ask me just about any kind of financial planning question, I could probably answer it uh, pretty solidly, no matter if it's insurance, financial planning, or investment advisory. I- I'm going to give you an accurate answer, and, and, and I think that's uh, um, something to be proud of. Is, uh, are you still uh, not a fan of bonds? No, I'm not, Ron. And if 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 you're if, like, for instance, we'll use a, a limited maturity bond fund, you know, a, a six a two month or a sixty day or a ninety day limited maturity fund, maybe to get a two or three percent return during bad times. But other than that, you know, bonds, I, I, I would run like hell or not get into them because you just never know when the inflation foot's going to hit. You don't know when interest rates are going to just spike. You don't know if there's a pension plan that's going to blow up or we go into a war. There's just so many things that can affect bonds, and, and they're at that catastrophic uh, low, or excuse me, high, because the interest rates being so low. So to repeat for our audience, interest rates work inversely to bond prices. Interest rates are at all-time lows and bond prices are at all-time highs. When interest rates go up, bond prices will go down. That's a mathematical certainty that's not like a stock where i think it's going to go going to go down that is an absolute mathematical certainty to when interest rates go up bond prices go down that's not an opinionated thing and that's what scares me 
I don't know when that cap on, you know, imagine you're shaking up a Diet Coke right now. You've been shaking it for the past couple of years, and there's a bunch of carbon in it. <laughs> you leave it at the party, and, and for whatever reason, somebody takes the cap off the bottle. All of a sudden, you got you, know, you got disaster all over the place because that thing's been shaken up with a bunch of carbon in the past couple of years. My point is that's a, that that's similar to what's going on with the bond market right now. But you don't know when that cap's going to be taken off, and when 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 that interest rate hits and inflation hits, good night to bonds. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. And uh, I just don't want to. I don't even go down that road with my clients, other than maybe, like I said, a sixty day rent. And I wouldn't chance them with your money. We're talking with John Arnold. Uh, this is uh, the Truth and in Investing Show, News Radio five seventy WQBN. John's office is in Canfield. It's right there. If you're familiar with where 224 and Lockwood Boulevard meets, if you go, even if you go up 224 up the hill, you'll see a, a street called Star Center. And so if you turn on that street, it'd be on your right, right after Lockwood and 224. And so you go down Star Center and you turn left and so he's up, uh, uh, almost to the end of the cul-de-sac there is where you find John Arnold's office. When you, when people come to see you, the, I mean, when they come to see you, and kind of feel you out and that kind of stuff. There is no obligation, right? They don't need to make a commitment. They don't need to. Uh, I mean, people can come and talk to you and tell you about where they are and what they're doing. And I mean, uh, if they decide to move, they decide to move. If they don't, they don't. I mean, that's pretty much how those meetings work, John. Yeah, and that's the other way we run our office, just identical to a law firm or a physician's office. There's no hardcore sale, and I have the ability to sell. I have all the objections and overcome objection stuff that I learned when I was insurance sales. I can do it, but I, I, ne- I just didn't want to go down that road anymore. And to elaborate on what you're saying, people come in, I'm not interested in learning about calling them or, or what I can do to pinpoint them down sales-wise. They come in, give me their portfolio, here's what we can do for you, here's some weaknesses, here's some strengths, here's why I think you should choose me, here's my card. If you're ready to move on right now, we'll get the paperwork prepared. If you're not, here's my card, and let me know when you're ready. We want your business, and we're going to do the best we can for you. That's my sales pitch. There right. is no higher right. you know, yeah, no. or obligations or nothing like that. Right. John Arnold's our guest. He'll be here till 7. He's here Mondays at 6, with the exception of when the try might be playing. News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Verb. We're broadcasting live from Regal Jewelers, 246 East Park Avenue in Columbiana. And so I'll be here tonight till 7. All righty, let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast, which is uh, kind of a nice, uh, it's just been a beautiful day right here. I sit uh, look, looking out the window, and it's going to be a lovely evening, and tomorrow's going to be a nice day as well. Here's how things stack up weather-wise. You know, it's a comfortable temperature. Uh, we were, what, about 69 degrees, I think I saw. Let me give it an update uh, for you right there. 69, partly cloudy for tonight, low down to 45. Another gorgeous day tomorrow. It's going to be sunny, 72 for a high, 49 for a low. We look at Wednesday, 75 for a high, 59 for a low. Going to be dry Wednesday. First uh, crack we have at rain is on Thursday. Thursday, 60% chance and 72 for a high. News Radio 570 WKBN. And uh, John Arnold uh, is our guest. Uh, he'll be here till 7 tonight. We'll give you a phone number out and a website, how you can get a hold of John. And uh, if you're driving down 
let me see here. If you're driving down uh, 46 in Austin Town, if you're coming from a Honing Avenue uh, towards, uh, let's say, Canfield, you know, just past Weston Plaza on 46, and you see that uh, that uh, billboard that flashes uh, things, you will see a picture of John Arnold's family on that billboard if you stand there long enough. Did you know that, John? And to say uh, something about uh, your life or something, you'll actually see the entire Arnold family on there. And uh, there you go, John. I hope I didn't scare you when you see me. I was really looking at I was. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was saying, boy, look at how. Uh, look at how healthy and, and trim and fit uh, Mrs. Arnold is and those kids. And who's that other guy over there? Who's that, who's that disgusting Just... fat body? Who's that slob? <laughs> I, um, no. I, I'm kidding. So, yeah, I uh, I didn't know that. I, my man, I have a man like Basil over at Lamar, and he gave me a deal to where he gave me some, you know, some digitals and some analog boards at a great price. And it's, 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 it's really good advertising fit for us. Mm-hmm. 